to Expounded Universe, Season 17, Episode 9. Aw, come on, he's just a little guy. The book, Coruscant Nights 2, Streets of Shadows, by Michael Reeves. Uh, Chapters 17 and 18, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go, oh wait, 2008, let's go! Hey everybody, welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars Expanded Universe novel discussion podcast. I'm your host, Jeff, joined as always by my good friend and your other host, John. John, how you doing? Oh, you know, terrible. Yeah, you seem to have a, uh, you got back problems. Yeah, I... It's gonna happen to someone with tits like that. I mean, (laughs) you you had to know. I need to get better support. Quit jogging. I tell you, without a good sports bra, you can't be jogging. <laughs> Just That's why I got two black eyes. <laughs> uh, I slept weird, fucked up the top of my neck, and uh, just like where the neck meets spine, ah. all fucked up. And then today, playing with the dog, I turned too quickly and too greedily. <laughs> I have. Is that the doctor told you? Oh, geez, did you try to turn around? Yeah, at, at your at your range of of physical well being, we advise you largely look forward. Yeah, if you try and I don't know move to the side, you better list like a giant tanker because if you try and move quick. Ooh, bad things are going to happen. Pulls down a chart. Okay, at your particular wellness level, you'd need to walk Resident Evil 1 style. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What a great and lovely way to put that. (laughs) You were trying to Dark Souls. You need to Resident Evil 1. (laughs) You tried to roll, came up, and your back is now broken. I'm sorry. (laughs) From now on, tank controls only. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're going to put a special brace on you so you can only stop when you turn. (laughs) Uh, Uh, If you go any further, uh, this is my medical opinion as your doctor, the next phase is you can only go forwards or backwards and to the left like a Tyco RC car. That's, those your, you got to, you got to watch it. That's your next phase. uh, Yeah. (laughs) So I pulled some muscle in my lower back and it's, (laughs) it's not great. I know. It doesn't sound great. So, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm very stiff of back right now in order to not be in pain. Okay, well, I will try not to make you laugh too hard with my many japes and antics. Oh, you and your cavorting here and there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I primarily entertain the world, is through gesturing. Yeah, you and your japes as you cavort and dance, as you jingle your bells and tell hey naughty naughty farts. <laughs> La nuncle. <laughs> Ah, yes, Jeff the Farter. (laughs) Flatulist, thank you. (laughs) Unless I'm trying to take over Hollywood, then it's Flangeline. (laughs) All right, so was that too inside baseball for, like, Hollywood trivia stuff, or what are we doing here? Or is it sound more like it's, uh, like, a named Final Fantasy enemy? Flangeline? Yeah, it's like... (laughs) Flangeline Lily? (laughs) Flangeline. It's a big slime with two huge slime bob tits up front. (laughs) And also it attacks from a billboard. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we have some book to discuss, huh? Some kind of a book to discuss. <laughs> we got chapter 17 and 18 of this. 
And uh, remember how last week we were talking about how everyone is sitting around in their in their uh, den or whatever the hell it is that they they seem to live out of some kind of yeah, shared they're, they're apartment. Sh- they're shitty little apartment. Yeah, I don't know if they're all sleeping in there or what the deal is. Uh, did we get Probably. into that? They don't really ever let you know. Yeah. Every time we see them, everyone is there. Yeah. But we've never seen anyone but Deja sleep there. <laughs> it's like, true. That's the only person that has canonically been asleep in that residence. Yeah. The rest of them are always just huddled in their respective corners like it's the base of operations in a Persona game or something. Oh, yeah. Every time you're like, oh, <laughs> clearly each one of them has their own thing they do. And I'm going to go, I don't know, walk up to Laurent and be like, hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Do you want to buy any weapons? Because that's my thing. I sell weapons. <laughs> Ryan, and you have been considering songs on that jukebox for 17 in-game hours. Pick one. No. <laughs> well, then at least have a quick, uh, give me one line item dialogue sentence about the current situation of the game. No. Oh, man. He just says dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Talk to him three times, and he's like, this jukebox has a lot of Morrissey. <laughs> man, I've been at this for 17 hours, and I'm only halfway through. Only halfway through the Morrissey stuff. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway, they're all in their respective corners doing dour stuff. None of them are talking. Uh, Den's not there this time. Or Deja. So it's it's there's only four of them. But uh, of the four, uh, Loranth has gotten increasingly withdrawn and reserved and unwilling to speak, and she she talks only in curt monosyllabic sentences to Jax now. I mean, everyone has basically just completely shut down at this point, to the point where, like, nobody is having anything to do with anyone else. Yeah, like, Jax is sitting there working on something. I think he's searching the the, the hollow net looking for details of anyone who was interested in the death of, of Vesvalette. Cause it starts with a whole stuff, bunch of stuff about how like, Oh, Vesvalette died. And he was kind of a local figure. Like people did know about him. He was a famous artist and, but his death wouldn't matter to anybody except that it was like hours after Kamasi blew up. So that kind of made it a light featured news item. Well, yeah, it's again, because they're like, Oh, and this is Coruscant, the world that's a city of sin. And, in in this city ain't nothing matter in fact death is so common and life is so cheap that even an artist like Vesvalet wouldn't make news if it weren't for the fact that he was also Kamasi and his planet just got blown up yeah um so he is trying to dig around the hollow net for anything of interest because they have nothing they are currently full-on leadless yeah they got shit because he was like well I tried to harass Deja's friends mm-hmm. and that didn't work so now I've got nothing yeah and uh, now he's starting to feel increasingly guilty every time he deposits a shitload of her money into his account without checking with her, her or anything. Well, yeah, he just keeps going like, hey, uh, so it turns out we have nothing. Just checking in. Yeah. Sorry about that. Anyway, I'm going to go spend several thousand of your dollars. <laughs> well, more like all of my associates are going to spend several thousand of your dollars yeah. while I sit here and go, oh, but you sure are pretty, though. <laughs> so he's doing that. Uh, I-5 is full-on non-responsive because he has just jacked his, his cyber brain directly into the net internet uh, where he oh, is... Yeah. He's, he's gone full like Lawnmower Man at this yeah. point. So he's just like, look, you organics are too slow with the way you deal with data. And I, I, I wasn't a big fan of his Star Wars-y high-tech metaphor for how humans are so slow. Yeah. Where he was like, he was like, watching you guys try to do work is like watching super-cooled hydrogen flow. And I was like, I feel like it would flow fairly quickly. No, I mean, but it's super mean, cool. I mean, I guess if it's a solid, it wouldn't. But in which, in, in that case, you're just describing any solid. 
Yeah. That makes that metaphor feel kind of tortured. You'd be like, be like watching rocks flow or something. You know, it's no, not. Man. I mean, it's missing. It's missing. I assume chunk. it's turned into goo. Is my assumption a very slow goo? So hydrogen, when it freezes, becomes liquid hydrogen, then solid hydrogen, then stays solid. You can't. It doesn't turn into a goo. There's not a third, st- fourth oh. state there. Oh, there's a goo state, and you just <laughs> wait until I show you it. I'm going to show you the goo state. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get it. I feel like it's going to be another tortured metaphor, though. Oh, if I want to get there, it's going to be tortured. I mean, let's be fair. This book still, even with stuff like that, is still better than those times where, you know, you could like, Lando, that stew you made tasted like reconstituted plasticine boot leather seasoned with dried swamp kelp and then served with a spoon made out of animal dung but a space kind of animal <laughs> you know that kind of thing that's it's the it's still snappier than that yeah it's still something yeah it's better than we've seen in the past yeah god bless you <laughs> good job michael reeves uh Ryan is just sitting there just being the recalcitrant dope that he's been the entire book. Yeah, he's just like, I'm going to take a nap. Fuck it. Fuck I'm all not going to sleep, but I am going to just stare off into the distance. And if anyone's like, hey, you doing anything? He's going to be like, nah. <laughs> what, are you doing anything? Is it your job to check me, check and see if I'm doing shit? Leave me alone. Uh, you getting paid to see if I'm doing stuff? <laughs> Fuck off. Because I'm getting paid to not do stuff. Deposit some more of the Zeltron money. <laughs> and uh, I... I don't think it's specific. I, I assume Loranth is just also searching the internet looking for details because they already used cleaning her guns last chapter, and I think they've run out of stuff for her to do. I mean, they don't really say it. All we really get is Jax at this point is like, oh, but I've noticed Loranth has become yet more reserved than she even was before, and she's hiding her burned Leku behind the, like, non-burned one and i'm sure that means something well it's only that it, well we're setting it up that she's jealous of of uh deja yes and that's it, he's too dumb to notice i assume because he spent his entire life as a jedi yeah um they were like hey no penis <laughs> you know the lightsaber is good yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but uh, so he's too dumb to notice. But honestly, I'm not a huge fan of that of that move because it, it feels like it's cheapening Loranth. Yes. I I'm mean, like, we barely Loranth, even met her when it started was like, what are you? I'm the super no nonsense, badass version of a Jedi mm-hmm. because I quit and joined the fuck you. Let's do stuff order. Yeah. And then as soon as it's like, ah, and then the boring milk toast white guy likes someone. She's like, mm, I liked him. <laughs> Why won't he notice me? It must be my burns. Uh, if I hide them, he'll think I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm going to put my Leku up in a high and tight ponytail, and then he'll like me. Yeah, I'm surprised she hasn't already spray painted herself red. <laughs> Starts wearing way more red around. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like it cheapens her as a character. Like, the introduction to her felt like she was going to be the bad cop of the of the Jedi pairing in this grouping. Like, she's the one who's... You know, no nonsense, gets the job done. He's a little goofier, a little looser, more goes with the flow. But instead, all we're getting out of her is that she's grumpy that there's another woman now. Yeah, which is awful. Because I'm like, it should have been that she's the one who's like, look, Jedi don't exist anymore. You can't keep trying to be a Jedi. Yeah. You need to actually do what it takes to survive in this world. And instead, she's like, I'm not pretty enough for the white guy. (laughs) Yeah, which is just 
disappointing. <laughs> Mediocre. <laughs> I just want the women of the Star Wars universe to express some solidarity for each other and not hate each other on sight like fucking cats. <laughs> we just need some women supporting women. These two are never going to pass the Bechdel. <laughs> Have they talked to each other at all? No. She never she never talks to Deja she, because she's so mad about the whole situation that she's like, fine, you talk to that sexy lady. I'm not going to learn anything about her or get to know her or anything like that. She's a threat to me instantly. <laughs> oh, and Den's not there. Now, you may be finding yourself wondering, well, where's Den? Did he once again decide to go wandering the, mar- the markets looking for energy crystals? Sort of. Eh. Because in, the uh, first bit of news that anyone gets is Reinen, who gets a hollow message Reads it and then passes it off to Jax. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, uh, just <laughs> this just came in. Someone's gonna need to go down to the police station and get Dender, uh, in person. Yeah. Anyway, here you go. Someone's got to go pay his bail and spring Dender. Uh, and I nominate you because fuck you, cause <laughs> because fuck all of you. I don't care. And you seem to be the only one who hasn't sunk into existential despair yeah. out of everyone here." <laughs> Don't even get me started on our tax. <laughs> we'll not get out of that bathtub. <laughs> uh, so De- Dender's in, in the Hooskow. It needs to be sprung, but apparently it's it's one where there's bail. So he'll be okay as long as they go down there and pay the fee. Yeah, this uh, is a nice little callback to that mm-hmm. uh, bit earlier in the book where he went and bought a fake police officer badge. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that might not have been a great idea. <laughs> Yeah, because Jax is like, well, what's he in for? Impersonating a police officer. Oh, golly. Who could have possibly seen that? <laughs> so he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go down there and spring him. Who wants to come with me? And Loranth won't even look up. And I I-5 fi- is unresponsive still. Uh, yeah, he's just completely jacked in. It's clear he sees what's going on. He, he's got enough processing power that he sees the room. He just doesn't feel like even going, eh. He just, he pretends he can't hear them. I mean... I don't know if I-5 is fully like, oh, he's so fully into the net at this point that he's not even, like, aware of his surroundings. Mm -hmm. He's just, you know, swimming through that 19, like, 90s (laughs) super net where everything's, like, four pixels and cubes. He's in that Johnny Mnemonic universe where there's, like, a dolphin hacker chasing him or something. Oh, yeah. No, he's 100% lawnmower man now. And he's like, I've got to touch these hexes in order to get access to things. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna offer a corollary to Occam's Razor here that we can use as a Star Wars version of Occam's Razor, okay? Uh-huh. Never assume a sci-fi explanation when is an asshole is a possible answer instead. Ah, uh, yes. And instead of Occam's Razor, it's Jeff's manscaping tool. <laughs> Would you like the simplest possible way to shave your balls? We really should have taken that money. (laughs) We still can. I don't think they actually listen to the show. We'll just tell them we've already done three commercials. Hey, guys, we did three commercials. Go ahead and give us that money. Money, please. (laughs) I'll deposit that into my bank account while I succumb to ennui. Uh, but no, I mean, like, I, that's my real answer for these these five people in their little stupid apartment is never assume that they're actually suffering any kind of Star Wars malaise when they could just be an asshole. I mean, with I-5 especially. Just an asshole. <laughs> and Reinen too. Huh? Both of them, there's never going to be a situation where I'm like, is Reinen okay? No, he's just a fucking asshole. It's, he didn't disappear. He's an asshole. He His inner monologue is, fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> So Jax is like, fine, I guess I'll go by myself. 
And Loranth finally perks up and she's like, okay, come back to us. Yeah. All right. Don't you also get caught? And he's like, oh, are you going to miss me? Which is such a fucking, like, she's been recalcitrant and not talking to you for days. You don't want to rib her the moment she says anything. He's like, oh, look who decided to come out of her room, huh? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm going back in, Dad. Oh, fuck you all. <laughs> There's a reason I don't come out here. May I please be excused from the table? So, you know, he's immediately just an ass and in the most terrible way of being like, uh, is it because you have feelings for me? And she's just like, well, no, because we can't get both of you out on bail. We could probably only afford one. And also, you're the only person who has the Zeltron money flowing in. So you're our cash cow and I don't want you to die for that reason. I don't want you to go into jail because I don't know that... <laughs> I don't want to make the decision of who to bail out, you or Den. Right. And uh, he's like, oh, well, I guess that's, I, I am put in my place then. Okay. Oh, goodness me. And off he goes to the police station, the the where Prefect Polhouse is waiting, although we don't actually see him. No. It's just a conversation between him and Dender. Yeah, it's just Dender decided he was going to go <laughs> shake down some art dealer who had a couple pieces of Vespalette art. Was he, he had a couple of art dealer pieces, so we decided to go shake him down about the the uh, the situation by which he had them. Yeah. Um, and that was, I forget that character's name, but he was like a nothing character. He only he only shows up in in uh, Den's backstory narration. Yeah, so he's just there to be like, ah, yes, I went to go see some criminal who very clearly got stolen goods, mm -hmm. and his whole deal is he's sitting on them, and because Valette died... The price has gone up, but then instead of being like, sweet, now I can get a better price for them, he has gone up to the maximum that it would possibly sell for the increased price and is just like, I'm going to hold these and hope someone pays more than the already inflated price. Yeah, he's waiting for a whale. Is what's And, and his name was Vernal. Uh, no, sorry. He was a Vernal. That's the species. Uh, the, the specific line was, oh, yeah, it was a Vernal art dealer, a real Mopac head named Shulfa. Ah, Shulfa. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what a Mopacat is, but but he's one of those. Well, it's someone with the head of a Mopac. Yeah, or maybe he's addicted to Mopac, like he's a crackhead or something. <laughs> maybe. It could be. It's it's impossible to know. We will never know the answer to that. No one could possibly know what Mopac is. Uh-huh. Or I'm have sure an entire bonus content where they look up things in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Who would do that? Who could possibly a have a show on that what an absolute waste of time time that could have been spent on ball shaving <laughs> why you don't need to spend much time at all because with their patented racers <laughs> what do they even do i mean i saw actually there's um what's his name the worst mmo ever guy yeah. he did an episode where he was he had the manscape box they sent him as a sample and he was a, it was a regular ass razor. It was just yes. a regular little trimmer. I was expecting it to be ball like you know inverse ball shaped or something. So dip your <laughs> balls, and millions of tiny razors come out and gently caress the hair from your testicles. Yeah, I kind of figured it was one of those machines you use to polish bowling balls. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> we'll buff the hairs right off of there with Manscaped. <laughs> Won't that hurt? Excruciatingly so. Oh, yes. There's going to be a lot of blood. Luckily, this, this our patented blood channel filters. Definitely one of the worst possible ways you could do this. <laughs> You'll only lose one ball or your money back. <sighs> ah. 
So yes, this uh, dealer apparently was not cooperating, so Den decided, oh, I'll impersonate an officer, and when he finds out, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll bring you in for trying to sell stolen goods, and when the guy tries to bribe him, he's like, no, you keep your money. I just want the name of the guy who supplied you with these. Yep, and he and gets somehow, it. It doesn't say then how he got taken in for impersonating an officer, because it's not like they say that this guy then told on him, because he didn't know. He fucking gave the the name and was like, "Great, please leave," and assumed he was an officer. Yeah. So how the fuck did he get taken in? Oh, well, that's easy. John Dender is an honest business dealer, and so he immediately turned himself in. Hi, I just I just told someone I was a police officer. Jail, I'm very please. Sorry. <laughs> Here is my fake badge, and you may cuff me. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I, I turned myself in, so do I get a choice of sell? No. Oh, man. Oh, but that man. said, that's very fair. I did impersonate an officer. <laughs> Actually, wait, hold on. Harsh, but fair. You know what? I'm an officer of the law. Can I choose which cell I go into? Yes. <laughs> Shoot, we can't prosecute him for that again. That's double jeopardy. <laughs> Uh, well oh just... boy, I wish things worked like that. <laughs> well, he's already murdered someone. We can't charge him with multiple murders. As long as you've murdered someone, you might as well go nuts. <laughs> We've, we already got you for murder. We can't get you for two murder. Not until we get you for the first one. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so so yeah, he gets the name, and the name is... Uh, He's a spa. F- no, his name is Spafon, and he is a uh, a nuck nog. A nuck a nuck nog. Which oof. The oof, second I read flag. that, I was like, "Ooh, nuck nog." That definitely sounds like some real racist shit that I would have heard online. Yeah, and we get a whole description of them. Someone would have called me that if I started to win in Halo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it doesn't sound like a good thing. Uh, it, it, it turns out it isn't. Apparently, they're like, just like natural thieves. They're like little tiny short guys. With really long necks, but really stumpy legs that have super deft fingers. I, I have a hard time picturing what this is. Oh, basically the entire description is just like, what are these guys? Oh, they're little short assholes and they're thieves and they're the worst and they got beady eyes. and Longer necks than legs was, was one of the things they said about them. And super deft fingers. Yeah. But the fact that they've decided that as a species, because this is Star Wars, all of them, all of them thieves, the lot of them. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing when they do that, and they're like, this, enti- this is an entire species of thieves. And I'm like, all right, fine. You could probably have, you know, in a, in a universe of all kinds of species, you could probably have one or two where every single one of them is one thing, right? That's fine. That's just a weird evolutionary quirk that maybe that one species did. Would you let them into your regular Coruscant society then? <laughs> if, uh, if absolutely for sure, 100% of the time, every single one of these guys is a thief. Yeah, and it is known. You're like, <laughs> yeah, this is a thing. Everyone knows this about them. If you go down to that planet that they're on, then everyone's like just constantly stealing from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Why would you be like, yeah, why don't one of you come over here? That Let's ought to get be you fine. on Coruscant. Uh, we're going to introduce you to the upper refined feet breeding of the humans. Feet breeding? <laughs> yes. Welcome to feet breeding. Ew. <laughs> Dot com. I'm Space Tarantino. <laughs> make movies about <laughs> god i saw some fucking tweet today about that shit someone was posting like uh 
some it was like a generic tweet that was like it sure is weird when you can watch a movie and really see that all of the director's fetishes are just laid out in front of you and you're like wow they made this movie to get off didn't they anyway what does everyone else think about that nun movie because well, there's like a, a Paul Verhoeven lesbian nun drama in theaters right now. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, it's a standard Paul Verhoeven movie. He, he, he's a horny you dude. Mean, so someone gets his nuts ripped <laughs> off makes, or whatever? Yeah, he makes horny or ultra-violent movies. It's fine. He does the, He only has two modes. Ultra-horny-violent yeah, movies. Showgirls or he's got Starship Troopers. You take your, your L. You take your pick. You take your RoboCop. <laughs> But yeah, they were doing you know, a little pot shot at, at uh, Tarantino for like always putting feet in the movie. And the response I had seen was someone who was who was retweeting it like like uh, it's always so uh, like once a week I'll see someone say things like if a director shows any emotion or whatever at all, they need to stop being a director because what they're doing is sick. And I'm like, they didn't say that. They just said that they didn't like that movie. They didn't say that movie shouldn't exist. They ah. just said they didn't like it. <laughs> uh. Ah, the internet, where there's only two speeds. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're that's pretty much the end of the chapter. We've established that there's this. Well, I mean, dude... technically, that's bleeding into the next chapter. That, yeah, that's true. This, it is. These two chapters are extraordinarily short. Yes, they're very linear, um, and they go right from one into the next. Yeah. So yeah, he's really happy that Dender, even though he has to bail him out of jail, and. I don't even know, like, there's not even a mention of you know, when's your court date. This is probably pretty serious. Oh, he says, oh, well, we're never getting that bail money back because there's no way Dender is going to court. Like, he's just not going to go. <laughs> he's going to stay on Coruscant. Are they just going to arrest you again? Eh. Oh, it's cool. I'll tell him I'm a cop. <laughs> hey, you missed your court date. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I am a police officer, though. Does that change anything? Uh, you know it does, damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. We're going to give you four months vacation, and you better watch out. <laughs> Paid, of course. Oh, I've never drawn a police salary before. Well, now you're going to fucking start, miscreant. <laughs> We're going to give you the worst punishment we can possibly think of. Money and not working. <laughs> for cops, I mean. The worst punishment we can think of for cops. Also, you have to go be a cop in a different district, but you have the exact same salary. Nothing will change for you. <laughs> You'll be briefly famous and half the world will hate you. The other half will raise a giant GoFundMe for you. You will most likely get thousands of dollars from GoFundMe from idiots from this. Thank Someone you. in Congress is going to offer you a job because their only job that they have is getting on the news over and over again. <laughs> their only job is pleasing those idiots that made a GoFundMe for you. <laughs> anyway, it's time to go talk to Spafon. Spafoon? Spoff on these nuts. You know, ah, if you spa could, day for these if nuts. You, if you could spoff on them for me. I, I don't know what spoffing is, but I bet it costs extra. <laughs> that sounds so British. He's <laughs> spoffing on me nuts, he was. <laughs> Kip down to the local pub, he's spoffing on me nuts. <laughs> now I'm in a spoff of bother. <laughs> it's Brendan Fraser. <laughs> and he's in a spoff and bother. It's Monkey Bone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly as talented as matt lucas <laughs> yeah you just done his entire routine i i did some british voice that's me matt lucas <laughs> there doesn't need to be a joke or anything you just do an accent hello everybody i'm doing a voice in old Matt lucas Got half an hour left i'm getting paid for this <laughs> uh, i don't know <laughs> 
We, we have an entire new podcast that's just the two of us ripping into Matt Lucas. Just, just the Matt Lucas hate hour. We call it a Great British Baking Show review podcast, and, and it's lie. All of it is Matt Lucas material. <laughs> just an hour of constant dunking upon Matt Lucas. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we head to another neighborhood to meet this art dealer and fence Spafon, who is apparently uh, a knock-nog. Yeah, and but he's in a neighborhood that is basically the middle-class version of Coruscant, because they're like, oh, he's, I mean, he's not like in Menorai Heights or anything. He's not rich, but also the place around here isn't run down. There aren't, like, bars on all the windows. The people who are like selling things are in, you know, uniforms instead of just being angry. <laughs> yeah, no one is no one has their stuff out on a blanket. Nothing here is advertised as a number one bargain. Uh it, it's all like actual stores. <laughs> the actual way that they describe it is it's well on its way to being gentrified. Yes. <laughs> uh it's kind of like Mission Hill or something. It's <laughs> Ah, a reference everyone can get. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on which way you slice it. Either I'm talking about the cartoon from the 90s, in which case no one remembers that, or I'm talking Fewer about... Fewer people know that. Or I'm talking about the neighborhood in San Diego called Mission Hill, which is currently undergoing rapid gentrification. And maybe 10 people will get that one. <laughs> there you go. I got that one out to about 110 people. What are and the, you know what? What I are the hundred for? Because it certainly isn't people who have seen Mission Hill. <laughs> At least a hundred people have seen Mission Hill. Come and on, not was... that listen to this. <laughs> I'd be lucky if hundred and ten people listen to this. <laughs> that said, we have to account for the fact that 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 Mission Hill, San Diego, is probably not the only Mission Hill neighborhood in Cal in the United States, and every neighborhood in the United States is currently undergoing rapid gentrification. As long as they're called Mission Hill. Yeah, so it's fine. I'm probably right about a lot of Mission Hills. I'm sure someone in, like, Connecticut went, yeah, obviously, Mission Hill. Duh. <laughs> that show was ahead of its time. It deserved better. Trash. No, there was great jokes on that show. Eh. There were, like, five, maybe. <laughs> Total jokes. I feel like you probably could have done with less of the... the very paint by numbers nerd stuff about the younger brother. Yes, because th that that stuff was boring. They, they they did they had that standard routine where every nerd is every single kind of nerd. Yes, <laughs> which is not true. Not nine times out of ten, if you introduce me to another nerd, I'll be like, uh, nerd thing, and they'll be like different nerd thing, and I'll be like, we are enemies now. <laughs> we must fight. <laughs> but we can't because we're nerds and we don't know how to do that. To go into that arched back cat posture and walk away from each other sideways. <laughs> <laughs> They're over there like, kill team. And I'm like, that shit sucks. <laughs> do you 40K? Nay. <laughs> Pistols at dawn. <laughs> My favorite anime, Pistols at dawn. Do you know it? <laughs> Animex. <laughs> Arcane, that's an anime. <laughs> I still haven't watched that. I really need to. Oh, look I have at people you. telling me to watch it all the time. Don't, I've don't heard do it. it. I've heard it's fine. Just make Claire even angrier and refuse to do it. Oh, don't be. Claire sent me a message before you got over here today begging me to force you to take medicine. Oh, it's true. Because I was going to leave and come over with my fucked up back, and she was like, Hey, have you taken medicine? I went, no. <laughs> yeah. 
So so she worries. Oh, she worries. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to this. It's a nice neighborhood, all right? Except that this guy lives in like a featureless house. Like just they, they can't tell if it's a business or not because there's like nothing on the walls. And there's no windows. Oh, yeah. I feel like if you have that house in your ni- in your relatively nice neighborhood, it's the shit house everyone's scared of. Oh, yeah. If you're at the house where like everything's kind of OK and you've even got a Chipotle down the street mm-hmm. and you're the one house that's like there's no windows in that house mm-hmm. and it's mostly featureless and all it has is the number for its street address outside and that's it. Yeah. Everyone's like. Okay, they're making drugs there. Clearly, drugs are happening here. Yeah, that's the house where the children will die. That's that's the problem. That you don't want to go in that one. That's the witch house. <laughs> See, I go from where I grew up. I'd be like, that's the drug house. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that, that's very fair. Because it's not creepy. It's just too nondescript. Where where I grew up, it would have been three hundred people living there. That, there you that, go. That'd be the difference. Yeah, they, they they leave through the back to go to whatever weird job they have. But three hundred people are inside that house. They're all in a cult. <laughs> but in this situation, it's um, a crime house. Is yeah, the actual this is answer. where spa phone is. Right. And answering the door is a lawn chair. I'm sorry, what? A lawn chair, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, like a regu- like the floating kind, the kind that you type a lot of balloons to? You know, or? with those, those pa- plastic slats, and then you get up, and you're like, ugh. Oh, yeah, you don't want that, no. <laughs> I got lines all over me now. I'm like a zebra. How about the, is, is it the kind where it's got the footrest built into it that never works no matter what you do? Yes. Oh, good. And those stupid side armrests that are built with just a little loop. And the moment you try to put your arms on them, the, the loop just slides down to the bottom. You're like, what was, what was the point of this? This was 60 fucking dollars. If I want this to stay up, I have to hold it in place. This is ruining the purpose of this. I am going back to an inside building where there is a couch. The, the seat of the civilized. <laughs> anyway, Longier is a little tiny blue guy. It's a it's a guy that's even smaller than a knucknog because mm. we've been told that knucknogs are tiny and Longier's even tinier. Yeah, when I first read this, it was like a knucknog is knee high to a Jedi. And I was like, oh, come on, there's tiny Jedi. Yoda's a little baby, little, little tiny guy. But <laughs> it, it was the Jedi. I just misread. And they were talking about Jax. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but of course... The lawn chair that opens the door is immediately like, You geets after beating this with your spoon, fa! Huh? Oh, is that where you're going with that accent? Your jaw looks desart! <laughs> yeah, he, they give him a a, a fairly thick eye, di- eye dialect. Yeah, he, <laughs> he is just really laying it on thick for him. Yeah, you, you geets after a beadness with spoon. I after a binet names. <laughs> Luckily, they speak whatever this this uh, adorable patois is, because they're, they're like, like, yeah, we're here for Spafon. Here's our fake names. Please let us see the, the Nucknog. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to see the Nucknog. We will be very quiet. <laughs> oh, he is so little. He is a little guy. It is his birthday. <laughs> Every day is a knock knock's birthday. Here, it's the loneliness of the galaxy. Every day can be considered a knock knock's birthday. <laughs> it's always a knock knock's birthday somewhere. <laughs> Out here in the loneliness and ennui of Coruscant, a lonely knock knock has his birthday. <laughs> I once looked into the eyes of a knock knock. I saw nothing. <laughs> There was no pain, but also no joy. (laughs) 
the point of living that we all must strive for. <laughs> but uh, apparently the fake names are good enough because, you know, the, the Longere retreats and uh, the door opens up and now they're going to be heading inside to meet with Spa Fawn. Yeah. And, you know, the very beginning of this conversation, they are fairly clever because mm-hmm. he's like, hey, who the fuck sent you? And they're like, oh, yeah, we got sent by, uh, what's his nuts? Shulfa. Shulfa. Shulfa, he, the, the art dealer. He, yeah, he, he said, uh, you know, you should send some more business his way. He's looking to get rid of some more stuff. Yeah. And so they kind of like establish a rapport. They know what they're talking about. Yeah, they get real stupid real fast. Just, but then they <laughs> get very dumb. Yeah. Because yeah, I almost breeze over some of this. They, when they walk in, there's a whole thing where they're like, why does he have a lawn chair working for him? Those are worthless. Oh, wait, maybe it's because he's tiny and this thing's even tinier and he's got like an I don't want to be tiny complex. I don't want to be the littlest guy in the room. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I got to have a littler guy around to make me look big. Yeah. So that I way, these long least, you know, when I'm meeting with a bunch of different people, because we also get a bunch of business about how, like, this isn't built for knuck size. Like, it's built for human size. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, that was nice. I love to make that this su- big enough for humans. I love that they're surprised by that. Where they're like, oh, this room's big enough for humans to walk in. You know, even though it's built for a knock-knock. And I'm like, yeah, you know who the primary consumers of of art are on Coruscant? I'm going to venture a guess. It's probably humans. And if not humans, something bigger. Some bigger than knock-knocks who are notoriously teensy. I feel like if he was to build this place Hobbit-sized, he would be limiting his market. Yeah, that's a real bad thing for a businessman to do. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are tons of little tiny guys whose birthday it is in the Star Wars universe. You got your Yodas and Yaddles and Ewoks and Jawas and Ugnots and Longeres and Nogris. But still, none of them buy a lot of art. As as a rule, none of those are art buyers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Kawaki and Lizard Monkeys buy a lot of art, but it's mostly original comics. Mostly graphic novels. Yeah. For matures. Mm-hmm. For matures only. <laughs> they keep buying copies of 100 Bullets. <laughs> and Persepolis. Uh, Azarello's best work. <laughs> I'm a Kawaki and Lizard Monkey. I own 300 copies of Mouse. <laughs> Weird. I have the full works of Mobius. <laughs> okay well there you go there you are uh but we get to meet the erstwhile spa fawn himself uh and again we don't get a whole lot of description of what he looks like just so that his room is tall enough for people to stand in and that they oh, but the furniture is all just pillows on the floor yeah he's just a little guy hanging out on a pillow mm-hmm. and the only thing there is for the rest of them are other little pillows yeah and dender's like yeah, fine. I'm a Sullustan. I'm kind of a little guy. So, you know, it's <laughs> my medium little guy. It's my unbirthday. <laughs> well, a very merry unbirthday to Dan. <laughs> but Jax is like, oh, I got to fold my legs up because I'm so tall and humany. Yeah. And the moment he's in his seated posture, which is like cross-legged on the floor, he's like, oh, no, I'm getting flashbacks to Jedi school. Back when we were trying to learn levitation, they made us set crisscross applesauce. <laughs> Then we had to hold our hands in what they racistly called the how position until we were all being quiet. (laughs) Quiet coyote. I mean, I remember that from being a Boy Scout, so that's that's why that's such a vivid memory. Ouch. Yeah. (laughs) At least in Boy Scouts, they call it like, you know, scout sign or whatever. You just do this. Um, But when you go to to non-scout church camp, oh, they'll call it all kinds of things. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, they've got names for stuff. <laughs> Weirdly, it was the whole crisscross applesauce thing never heard until I was in my teen years because it was always just sit in lotus. Oh, that's interesting. Lotus, huh? Yeah. Because lotus isn't even just sitting cross-legged. You gotta oh, have, no, like, you have to put the other foot back yeah, up. Yeah, get to that other foot back up, and it ain't easy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so like John was mentioning earlier, from the moment they start talking to this knucknog, they're just like, oh, God, yeah. that sounds bad. I know. They start know. talking to this knucknog over here. <laughs> knucknog, the, the newest holiday drink from the Three Stooges. <laughs> Get us on the Talking Nog podcast. We will talk about knucknogs. Yeah, you know you need to discuss knucknog on your podcast, Stormer. Come on, do it. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> He's never listened to a single thing we've done, and God bless him for it. Yep. All right. So where were we? Uh, yeah. Like John was saying, they smartly are like, yeah, Shulfa sent us. He wants more of your good business. And he's like, oh, no, Shulfa's business is hard for me to come by. I'll, I'll drop him a line and see what I can do. He's like, yeah, and, you know, he's been looking for more of those volettes if you can get him. And he's like, oh, I bet he is. Those things are ridiculously hard to come by. You can't just grab them off the street or nothing. Yeah, it seems like the price was recently dramatically increased on on, on uh, Vest Follette pieces. When you murdered him, which is like... <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> and now it's time to apply the pressure. So, how'd you go about murdering that guy, huh? And you're like, wow, you are the worst. Is this a book or a transcription of someone's dipshit exalted campaign? <laughs> it is. It oh, reminds God. me so much of the terrible RP sessions yes. where you go in and you're like, all right, our characters are going to try and play it cool. So, tell me, how did you murder the man? And you're like... <laughs> Guys, you're so awful. Please just roll dice. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me try that again. Have you told your parents yet that you murdered Vesvalet? <laughs> you see hey. Vesvalet on a roof. Will you kill him again? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, murder says what? <laughs> <laughs> and then you look at the DM like, stunt dice, please. And the DM... <laughs> uh, the He tells you to leave. Weird. Huh. Huh. Why well, are now you being I'd... so aggressive? Well, now I'd like to roll persuasion. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, you already said the stupidest possible thing. <laughs> you walked into a room, said the dumbest thing that anyone could possibly say to a human, and then decided to try and walk it back. Ah, but the stupidest thing you could say to a human is the smartest thing you could say to a knock-knock. <laughs> no, that's racist leave. Into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll roll swim. <laughs> Yeah, well, obviously this this uh, Spafon dude is, like, mad about this. Oh, he's the second they do that, he's like, what the fuck are you trying to say? I didn't do anything. In fact, why would you accuse me of that? Are you police? You're police. Get out. Get the fuck out. What the fuck? Are you great? Get the fuck out of my building. Uh, and they're like, well, oh, I'm sorry, we're not police. And we just want to well, know how you killed this guy. <laughs> it doesn't matter to us. We're not police. We're private detectives. Now, when you killed him... What would you say he used as a weapon? I, I'm surprised. That, honestly, what I'm more surprised by is that Jax doesn't go like, wait, hold on. You're a little knuck-nog. You couldn't have done it. My whole structure for who could or couldn't have killed Vesvalet is who's strong enough to get through his muscle hump. I've already discounted half the people I know because they're women. Now I'm looking at this little tiny thing and I'm like, eh, you probably did it with your super strong thief arms. Oh, yeah. You're a little spindly guy <laughs> that probably couldn't even reach to Vesvalet's top bits. Yeah. I'm sure you did it. 
be consistent at least, you dickhead. Ugh. But anyway, after they refused to leave immediately, uh, Spawn allegedly Spawn, a.k.a. this guy who was allegedly Spawn. A.k.a. Spawn. You know, I'm just going to get this out of the way. He's not Spawn. That way I can say not Spawn. And so we don't know his name, but he's like, all right, never mind then. This is going to happen. And a, a curtain opens up behind him and out comes a cat man. Yeah, big old Cathar comes out and he's like, all right, you guys got to get the fuck out now. Mm-hmm. And instead of going, all right, you know, fair, we were just about as stupid as you could possibly be. We should probably leave. They're like, but wait, 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 wait. It's my birthday. I'm just a little guy. <laughs> yeah. Wait, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're getting wildly off topic here. I don't want to, we don't want to get in a fight with your guy. We just want to know why you personally committed the very illegal act of murder. Look, we get it. You didn't mean to. You went in there to go steal some things. You know, one thing goes to another, bada bing, bada boom, you stabbed a guy and he's dead. We get it. You didn't mean to do all this premeditated murder, but you did go home and premeditate it. It happens. <laughs> and at that point, the Cathar's like, all right, well, I was going to escort you out, but now it's it's go time and I'm going to take your leg off. Yeah. Now this dude, this Cathar is named Sela. And uh, that you know this because he introduces himself. Yeah. He's like, hello, I am Sela, and it is going to be- I will be, be the one to beat the shit out of you I'm today. I'm going to take your tibia out and use it to clean my teeth. <laughs> and, Pleased uh, to meet you. He's got a special fancy hat on. If you can, please rate and review. Five stars appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> it only takes a couple seconds out of your day, but it means the world to me. Now, you please- might win a $20 gift card on a new tibia. <laughs> If you like the beating I, you receive now, please like and subscribe. <laughs> Smash that, that bell. <laughs> but no, he's got a little special fancy headband on that Jax knows is important to Cathar, but can't remember why. He's like, oh, shit. I know that means something. I just can't remember what it is. I mean, obviously, Ooh, I- and spoiler alert, it means he's a badass. <laughs> this means something. Oh, it means he really likes tiaras. <laughs> Well, anyway, for as much of a badass as he is, uh, this is just Jack's, the Jack's clowns on him because he's got Jedi training show. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a just, Jedi versus anyone else. Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, if the Cathar managed to connect mm-hmm. with his giant fuck-off polearm or whatever he's it's using. It's a poignard, oh, which, is which is such a weird thing to describe it as a giant, heavy poignard. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, what is it? Like, a, a, It's a giant novelty dagger then? I yes. Poignards are daggers. But no, this thing is... Called that, but then described as basically being a polearm. It's, yeah, it's a great sword, more or less. Uh, he he's gets into a big fight he with a great sword, and he gets managed to get one hit in on Jax, where he just sort of pushes him because he's faster than he looks because he's a giant hulking pile of cat muscles. Yeah, but even then, he's like, "No, you're not going to ever touch me." Yeah. Uh, even if I wasn't a Jedi, I'm still nimbler than you are. Plus, I have the Force on my side. Mm-hmm. So basically. You would one-shot me if you hit me, but you won't, and I'm just going to continually use my fire sword to burn the hair off of you. Yes, he just keeps poking him with the fire sword and burning chunks off of him over and over. He doesn't want to kill him. No, he's just like, and I'll lightly stab you there, and then the Cathar's like, eh, puts out the fire on his fur, Yeah, and they just do this over and over again. Until he's hit this poor cat about a dozen times, and the cat hasn't landed a single hit on him. And uh, eventually the cat drops to one knee and is like, all right, all right, I concede uh, my life and everything I own and all of my belongings and possessions are yours. I yeah. surrender them. By the rules of the blood hunt, you fucked my shit. 
and here you go. Yeah, you win me, basically. And Jax is like, fucking yeah, goddamn right I do. <laughs> Hell yeah, one more employee. <laughs> now go gross in an apartment about how shitty everything is. <laughs> I want you to go get real sad and grumbly. <laughs> go stand in my apartment in case I decide to include you in my adventuring party. I'm going to walk around and pick who I want to come with me. Are you ever going to pick me? No, you're the Umaro now. <laughs> you're so awful and all your skills are bad. You're only going to show up if I have to raid the Tower of Magic. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the fight very one-sidedly goes to Jax. Mm -hmm. And he looks around and he's like, hey, wait a minute, where'd that little lawn chair go? And also Den. Yeah, everyone's gone but Spafon. Not, but who's not Spafon? Um and uh, he's like, well, what happened to Den in that, that lawn chair? And then Den comes just striding out from behind a curtain with the lawn chair held up by like his little hair tuft. And he's like, hey, I, I, uh, this is Spafon. This this little guy here is Spafon. This is the actual Spafon. He was just using a droid that looks like a knuck-nog <laughs> as a distraction. <laughs> that is fairly distracting. It's weird. Like, you could get a regular knuck-nog. Or just a droid. Then again, I suppose you did make the point... Who's going to let a knuck-nog on Coruscant? Yeah, it's true. So at that point, he's like, well, I guess I'll, I'll just make a droid version. Why make something so rare and unliked to be your face? You think you go with, like, you know, a human droid? Nah, because this way, you're like, ah, someone will talk to this guy, and they'll be like, hey, you little shit, I want to do stuff, and then you'll see who they really are. Yeah, plus we do know that human droids cost 9,000 monies. Nine, Nine million, million monies. Nine million monies because of the uh, this, the tale of Guri, who I don't believe has been built yet at this point. No. Yeah, so. Well, I mean, Guri's nine million. You could probably get, like, a pretty decent human one for, like, two million. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. A lot of bands still. Uh, anyway, Spothon has drops the accent. The, the real Spothon, the lawn chair. Yeah, the lawn chair is no longer doing his little patois. Yeah. Now, we didn't really describe him. A lawn chair is a tiny blue guy with four eyes and a tuft of fur up top. Basically like if Mr. Meeseeks had gross amounts of ice. Oh, I was just going to say like a demonic smurf, but okay. It's either way. It's fine. Sure. Just because the Mr. Meeseeks has that poof up top, which is kind of how I'm picturing the lawn chair. Uh, but yeah, so... He's just like, ah, oh, come on. What do you guys want? What the fuck? What is this? Please, ah, leave me alone. No and one like, hit me. Oh, now, how did you murder Vess Vallette? And he's like, seriously, I really didn't do that. I didn't. And also, gee, I'm even smaller than the other. How do you think I would do that? Yeah. Now, the moment he's like, whoa, come on, please, just put me down and no one hit me. E even Sela, the Cathar, is, like, embarrassed. He's oh, like, yeah, oh, he's... I can't believe I work for this chunk. <laughs> I gotta look away from this guy, because otherwise I'm gonna be involved, and I do not want to be involved. I wonder if they had, personally, the, the chapter more or less ends when he's like, I don't fucking know. I didn't kill Vess Vallette. What the hell? Yeah, and then Jax is like, oh, you know what I should do and should have done a while ago? I'll reach out with force and, oh, yeah, he's telling the truth. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't do it. All right, well, let's just get out of here. And Den's like, good, it's always happy hour somewhere. Dr glug, glug, drink, drink, am I right? And that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> yeah. But I'm kind of wondering if they, they didn't give Sela a name and that whole blood hunt description. Uh, it, it, because so that'll come back? He's. I think he might show up again. I think he might literally show up in, like, the next chapter and be like, what? I told you, you own me now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's like a Wookiee thing. Yeah. All the hairy species, we all got this. Yeah, it's a weird coincidence. It's got nothing to do with genetics. It's just that if you're a big hair guy, you get, you know, you, you got a blood debt you got to do. Got a blood debt. Uh-huh. Do you have a blood debt? Try Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> you will. You'll have a blood deficit with Manscaped.
Oh, good Lord. Yeah, those are the two chapters. It's real quick of just Jax going, oh, wait a minute. Everyone here sucks and is angry. And then I'm going to go do the worst possible interview I can. As we've already seen with how he dealt Why with the Baron. Why is he a bad detective? It's he's wild. the worst. And every time he's like, oh, after I fucked up just a lot, I'm going to finally, like the stingiest motherfucker ever, be like, I guess I'll use the force. You know, like, start with that. Lead, lead with, with the, force. the force and go, all right, let me just magic out. Did this guy do it? No, great. Now I don't have to be an asshole to him. <laughs> I hope we get four more interviews in this book and every one of them is just like, hi, yes, you wanted to talk to me? What's going on? Hi, Why yes. did you kill Vespolette? <laughs> hi, I'm a beloved vicar of this place. Hey, why are you such a murderer? <laughs> And he's like, ah, oh, well, you got me. Uh, two for murdering. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you see right through me. <laughs> I am indeed a murderer. Uh, Not Vez Villette, though. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get him. To, you play. You have to win the game with him, and he has to tell you if you're a murderer or not. <laughs> You've just lost the game. Hey, how would you like to play a game of truth or dare? Ooh, very good. I'm excellent. I, I'm excellent at small ball party games. Okay, truth. Why did you kill Vez Villette? Oh, I believe you'll find that I say truth or dare, and I'll say dare. All right, I dare you to tell me the truth about why you killed Vesvalet. <laughs> hey, did you know I'm the biggest piece of shit ever? I don't understand the rules of truth or dare. Would you rather or the slightest? <laughs> so I remembered after we were talking all of our discussion about the truth or dare movies and how bullshit all the truths and dares in them are that I've also seen the movie Would You Rather? Yep. Where there's that one part where they're like, uh, oh, you either have to do uh, do something that's in this envelope or be submerged underwater for two minutes. And one of them's like, I'll take the envelope. And the thing in the envelope is be submerged underwater for four minutes. And I'm like, that is... That's not how that's, this works. That's not that's not a fun version of this game. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> quit. If you don't understand these shitty teenage party games, quit making horror movies about them. God damn it. You weird 60-year-old people making these. Mm -hmm. Stop. Oh, spin the bottle, you say. Now, in the game of spin the bottle, you pick up the bottle and have to disembowel your friend with it, right? Because that would make a pretty good horror movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, the fact that I managed to watch a horror movie that was seven minutes in heaven is also... <laughs> Just every time I find any movie that's like, hey, you know, you know, those teenage games, that's basically an excuse for kissing. Let's turn that into a horror movie. And I'm like, ooh, how'd you fuck this one up? Let me see. What the fuck does he even do with seven? I mean, I can see oh, like, they go in the closet and it shoves them into an alternate universe. Oh, good. So it's like a combination of seven minutes in heaven and Narnia. Yeah, except it, Narnia's, I don't know, full of people that want to murder. <laughs> it's just, oh, so it's it's basically... It's like you went through Narnia but landed in the Purge. <laughs> uh, yeah, you went through Narnia and landed in whatever the Cenobites live in. I know you get hell, I guess. Is that just hell? No, because it was the same neighborhood. It's just now everybody wants to murder everyone. Oh, okay. That's, okay. No, I'm not, I mean, on, on a separate note, is there a name for where Cenobites live? Is it just hell? Yeah, I think it's just hell. Okay. All right. That's just, just checking. They don't, like, live in the lament configuration. That's just that box. Yeah. Okay. No, at one point, you, uh, you go to where they are. I think it's in the third one. Oh, okay. I think in most of the movies, you start, you, you get a sh glimpse of where they are. Like, I know in the second one, they go to... I mean, the first one, you don't. Eh, I think there's a shot or two of them leaving it. And in the second one, you definitely do, because with that weird, stupid doctor, it gets turned into, like, a, a long-necked oh, CD machine or something. <laughs> you definitely... There's a scene where the, the woman he's chasing runs around away from him in a stupid CGI hell. <laughs> Anyway, we're mugging for time. We're done with the chapters. It's it's very short, very dumb. Jax Pavan proving 
over and over again that he should not be a private investigator and this was a bad choice of career for him. Yeah. Yeah, he really should just leave Coruscant and go hide on Dagobah or some crap. You know, just do whatever other good Jedi did. Yeah, go find a shitty planet with one biome and hang out until someone needs you. Yeah, this is just uh, this is just sad so far. But anyway, we're going to go make our bonus content, as we often do. As we are wont to do. And if you would like to hear that bonus content, why, you can find it at patreon.com slash systemmastery at the low, low pledge of $2. Why, that's right, you could join us when we go to Wikipedia and find out all manner of dumb garbage... And not only that, but it also unlocks our System Mastery bonus content where we make characters and all of the dumb games that we review. Mm -hmm. And hey, you could also go to the $5 level, get our TV Mastery where we're watching currently The Flying Nun, mm -hmm. which is some weird nonsense. Top-notch top goof-em-ups, and that's at the $5 level. Yeah, you could go up to there, and mm -hmm. then you also get the afterthought. We just recorded this month's, and it's great. I'm excited about it. I haven't put it up yet, but I had a really busy day. I'll probably do it right after we record tonight. Huzzah! So, uh, so look forward to that, and uh, if you're a $5 subscriber, of course, look forward to that. Otherwise, consider joining us at one of our various Patreon levels and helping us keep doing what we do. Or... You can always just write a review, give mm -hmm. us a rating of five stars and nothing else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or you could use the promo code System Mastery at Manscaped. I'm kidding. Don't. We don't. We don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. It won't work. They'll they'll charge you full price for your ball scrapers. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being here. I've been Elan Sleesbagiano. I was a little guy. <laughs> Thank you.